You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I dropped an amazing episode with Dom Grimao of The Last Felony, Ion Dissonance, and Cryptopsy. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! This is the January 6th of, uh, of trans. Is that right? This, this is how you want to kick it off. You want to just be that controversial. Huh? Be something. The, tr- the transurrection. Oh, we're recording. Oh, that was all good, recorded? Yeah. No, I'm dead now. <laughs> Listen, uh, are you following the January, January 6th uh, hearings coverage? It's riveting. Mm, can we agree that the fact that this this all this is now happening like exactly after the Amber Heard Johnny Depp stuff. Like this is pure psyop on psyop. So uh, I think like, it's, it's uh, like the new fall primetime schedule or summer. That's what I'm saying. I, I think it's actually been confirmed, right? That, uh, that uh, uh, democratic operatives are essentially hard lobbied all of the uh, news networks to cover this yep. primetime style. They, um, they've gotten professional television producers to to do the coverage so for it's, anybody like it's done like a fucking tv show it's crazy for people that aren't paying attention this is a, a partisan effort to get you to forget about the economy that's it <laughs> that's kind of what it feels like listen it's, no it's i'm not is. even i don't even want to do that i don't even want to like be the like oh who cares about january like don't even want to do that I, all i'll say is if you think what this is is like another Oh, it's the Mueller report, or it's the Southern District of. They're gonna get him. They're gonna get Trump this time. If that's what you think this is, you got to go to Dad's nightstand. You got to go to Dad. You got to go to Dad's nightstand dot com. You got to order yourself uh, some some un FDA approved uh, pills and uh, have them overnighted to your house. You got to take them, and you then you got to then you got to throw yourself off a cliff. You need the you, it just. Get the extendo and just hold, hold the hold the trigger down. And that's not because we hate you. It's because you're not you're just struggling with what it is to be here. Uh, listen, January sixth is uh, tired. Americans think it's tired. Uh, it's uh, it's a loser for the Democrats in the respect that all it does is take the fifty year old boomer dem and kind of radicalize or it it just galvanizes their viewpoint, which you might say, Oh, but that's fine. That's about, uh, you know, motivating that voter to come out, making sure that that voter was going to come out anyway. That's the voter that fears Trump. Like he's the antichrist. What it really does is it prompts that 50 year old fucking boomer idiot, fucking dem Clintonite dem to get on Twitter. And then by virtue of getting on Twitter and being who they are, it, it radicalizes the other side. (laughs) That's what it is. I I went on Twitter and I saw what wealthy 50 year olds were saying. There is a, 
there is a man who uh, will remain nameless because he works in an adjacent field to me, who is a multi-multi-millionaire who has never been affected by any of this on any level. And he was beyond him. He, he was uh, beside himself with some type of uh, uh, melodramatic uh, – it, it was like being inside the head of someone who fully believes it all. Do you know what I mean? It was so painful. I just I, like, I, yeah, couldn't believe it was real. I mean, I, I hope it's the only thing that, that this is the only thing that, that keeps me away from the pure black pill where it's like, I hope on some level, like blue checks and, and people who work within certain industries have to do this so that they can like guarantee more work for themselves, you know? Yes. Like I think it is almost like a con like it's a contract you sign with Moloch to be as like dem CNN pilled as possible if you want to keep getting work. Be like did you see did you see uh uh Mark Hamill? No, come on. <laughs> Look at the Mark Hamill tweet I'm sending you. It's 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 horrific. It's absolutely horrific. Like I I can't I'm not going to say which tweet it was cuz you can just go to his Twitter and find it immediately. React to that live for the people. <laughs> I am so ready for accountability for the violent insurrection against our government and the coup incited by Trump and his minions. I, you know what I'm saying? Like they're saying. using Trump. Yeah, I know. I know. This I, is I, this <laughs> is the big thrill for people between 50 and my parents' age. It's the big thrill. This is the we finally got him. There's justice in this world. You know, Yo, when are these people going to be blackpilled already? I, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's, uh, hard. it's so painful. I mean, look, there's a lot of reasons to, to – I'm not – look, I'm not – I don't want to do the thing where we just shit on January 6th as a, as a notion or a concept. There's reasons that this whole shit matters. I would say mostly because, you know, they're going to use this to like expand the Patriot Act. Probably that's the biggest concern. Okay. Like so, it, so, so what you're saying is interesting. Um, you're worried about the actual effects, whereas the people that are hung up on this are super concerned with retroactive quote unquote justice or <gasps> in <laughs> or in Mark Hamill's case accountability Mark who taught you that word you moron <laughs> it's like <laughs> listen I watch Real Housewives of Beverly Hills with my wonderful fucking girlfriend <laughs> and <laughs> there's this fucking 38 year old on the show everybody else is 50 60 you know and then there's well, there's one 40 year old actually <clears throat> and then uh, there is a 38 year old who uses words like accountability and, uh, uh, racial justice and my truth. And all these women are looking at her like, yo, what are you, did you get a head injury? What is this? Who are you? Why are you talking like this? And it points something out that shit really 38 would be the uppermost limit on talking like that. And it is deeply yeah. embarrassing to see. Like well, some, 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 like that's like a, to me that, that is a younger way of speaking. Although it's, it's now like, like the young, young kid, like the, the, the 19 year olds think that shit's lame. That's like, like yes. that shit is like reserved for like 23 to 27. But I, I say, but if, 
yeah that, there's definitely 38 year olds that like jump onto it and they're like yeah i know what's up so a 55 year old woman on that show said uh, i don't see color i'm happy that my children uh spend time with children of every race it doesn't matter mm-hmm. to me and this other woman was like that's the darkest thing i've ever heard and it takes, and it's like, yo, can we just all try to extend some understanding to each other? If you're 55, you literally grew up in a world where the most progressive thing you could do ever was to be colorblind. And then six years ago, you were told you were the devil incarnate. Yeah. If you, if you held what was a progressive value literally the year before, we've got to extend people some compassion. Like, I don't know which direction of, I don't know which of those two worldviews, an obsession on identity and a constant recognition of our differences or a colorblind thing that might in some way uh, gloss over uh, significant differences that need to be recognized. I don't know which one of those extremes is the correct way to progress our society, but I do know I'm sympathetic to both views and I'm very sympathetic to someone who was taught that literally the most woke thing you could do prior to the that word's existence was to not acknowledge color as any type of significant uh, uh, difference between yourself and another human being. Why would we call the lack of understanding that you'd have to have to describe that worldview as dark? You could call it misguided, but I mean, to say. That, it's like quality evil is so crazy. We 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 we're old enough to remember when when you know twenty years ago Kirsten Dunst would wear a, a kimono and people would applaud her and be like, "Wow, yes. she's just she's so cultured." Wow, like you know, and look at this. And now they'll use that same photo to be like, yes. "Look at her in a fucking clan robe." Yes. It's crazy. Uh, I mean, whatever, man. I mean, like that's the thing. It's like I can understand how perspectives change standards change what i get it but you can't you can't kill the person for doing something that was the vanguard yeah the vanguard during the time of their that they were living in not just acceptable but celebrated (laughs) (laughs) like essentially what we're doing to people is being mad that they weren't time travelers you know like how, how did you not anticipate the future you fucking moron yeah but All so right. they're coming for they're coming for the man Trump. He's he's his big his biggest crime being too lit. Yep. Yeah. Always. <laughs> it's just what that is. Did you see? Did you see that he was like, like they have some? I don't know. They had something, or you you reacted to the crowd chanting the hang Mike Pence, and his reaction was, "Yeah, maybe they got the right idea." Oh, how fucking crazy is that? <laughs> <laughs> how fucking crazy is that uh i mean look our man is a party animal he's not gonna be contained by no bullshit like uh you know the the boundaries of good taste uh he is uh he's the id unleashed oh yeah oh yeah i mean i've i've always said like him and obama they're like the ego and the id of whatever this country is. It's they're like perfect, uh, uh, dark mirror images of themselves. It's, it's, it's kind of crazy, but, uh, yeah, look, I, I don't know. I don't, yo, I, the only, I maybe tuned into like a minute of January 6th stuff. And when the late, the, the lady was given the opening 
spiel or whatever. And she was like, you know, we will review never before seen footage from the Capitol. We will go through the president, what he was doing at the time. In the coming weeks, we will tell you about the, how about, and, and all I thought was the coming weeks. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no. Okay. From King Lear, right? <clears throat> the policeman who lashes the whore has a hot need to use her for the service, for the very offense for which he plies the lash, right? Mm, sounds sexy. It, it, which is just to say that everybody who would persecute another, uh, or in this case, prosecute another, is uh, in uh, most often acting out some type of projection, right? And is a hypocrite. Okay. Um, you know, this is a power grab now. So if January 6th was a power grab from, we're, we're taught to believe it's a power grab from Republicans. Uh, I, uh, I don't think there's very many Republicans. Uh, if we're talking about uh, lawmakers, it, I don't think there's very many who thought that a sloppy coup, quote unquote, in which unarmed rednecks, zombie like stormed a Capitol building or whatever. Like, like I, I, I don't think that, uh, I don't think that this is whoever thought that this was a good plan was, uh, that they're in the minority. Right. But the, if we're taught that this was a power grab, you are now witnessing the power grab on the part of the Democrats. That, that's what you're doing. You are witnessing I, the, the other side, see a window and run at it full speed because they believe not because they have any care for your, for justice or I guess the safety of, uh, of capital employees or, or yeah, whatever it is because they are truly flailing. They are drowning. They are. This is a wild effort to cast all Republicans as conspirators to a coup, which Look, regardless of how you feel about Republicans, regardless of how you feel about January 6th, that's just not going to hold water. That's it. Sometimes you got to let go. I mean, is it, you know, it is a power grab in a sense. I don't know if it's like, if it's from Dems, it's really stupid. I mean, it's to me, it's just from like the security state. I mean, I think they just want more of an excuse to fucking step on people and like, you know, I, I can remember... Shortly after it happened, there was some, uh, there was some fed that was on like fucking, um, what's that Bill Maher or whatever. And Bill Maher, who's like the most Trump deranged person on the planet just kept, he just like every other word out of his mouth was like, he's a fascist. He's a fat, he's Trump, the fascist. He's the fascist. This is what fascists do. And that's And the guy sitting across from him was a, was an FBI agent or some somewhere in the high ranking in the FBI. And, and, and he said, literally the words he said was, we want to go after these people, but you know, civil things like civil liberties just stand in the way. <laughs> and, and I was like, Bill Maher, you're sitting across from the fascist. Do you know that? Like it, it, it drives me wild, man. I mean, this is just like, yes, it's a power grab, but it's, I think if, if the, from the motivation from the Democrats, I would say is they just want to shit on Trump's on Trump's corpse as much as possible in the fear that he may run again. Oh yes, I mean, uh, look, I saw tweets to that effect that were that said things like, "If Trump is allowed to run again, 
what is all of this worth? And it's like, okay, well, you, you, you revealed it. Like, this is it. You're, you're, you have no concern. Somebody, somebody lost their life. <laughs> like you have no concern for what's a actually couple people. Did. I think what five people did maybe. So I think, okay. So my understanding is that, well, we'll see, but, uh, there was one active, like somebody took another person's life. I think I, my understanding is that the other cir- circumstances were, um, less, less clear on that matter. Right. But, but I'm not paying, I'm not paying incredible attention to this to be honest, because uh, look, I know that I have been dismissive of January 6th since January 7th. I understand that I am in the minority and I also understand why to a lot of people it's like borderline offensive that I feel this way. Although I'm going to tell you now, I, I lived in New York during 9-11. You could not make 9-11 jokes to 99% of people within the first year. Within the second year, you could make jokes to about 50%. <laughs> And now yeah. it is a, a hard task to find somebody who will take you to the carpet for, 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 for a, a 9-11 joke. They make them on late night television that is aimed at the most, conser- the, the most uh, if not conservative, the most milquetoast human beings that you can find. It is a uh, – it's not – these things change over time. And I, I am quite convinced, <laughs> quite convinced that this is one of those ones that'll change over time. So <clears throat> we'll find out together. Maybe I'm in the wrong. Uh, but this is all to say that it is, there's what matters to me. There's what matters to other people. And then there's what literally matters. Yeah. And, and this does not <laughs> rise to that standard. I'm sorry. It is going to not work. You you gotta let it go, Dems. Please let it go. You know I love to see you fail, but, but it's like I also don't necessarily want to see whatever fucking Republican lunatic we get. So so please dial this the fuck back. I mean I don't know people people like I mean since Trump people like need this like political intrigue or whatever. I mean it's the only thing that like sells anymore to these fucking marks. But uh, you know, yeah. Look, I, I mean, yo, I was making jokes the first day it happened. I mean, it was like deep. It was like I found it more embarrassing than anything. And like, oh, yeah. didn't some someone died? I don't. I think maybe this proved not to be true. But didn't someone fucking like get their balls tased and then they died or whatever? Like that's fucking hilarious. That's a hilarious way to die. I'm sorry for his family and his loved ones. But if I died in the same manner, I would expect everyone to make fun of me. It's hilarious. Um, Hold on. So a thing, a thing we're not good at, a thing we're not good at is uh, putting in clips. And I'm not going to put in a clip now. I'm just going to word for word. <laughs> say, hold on. Say what this man says. Hold on. Well, hey, podcast listener, my name is Vince, and I'm the host of a show called The RR Show. It stands for Reddit Readings. We're going to sit down twice a week, and I'm going to bring you the most entertaining stories from all of the best subreddits that exist online. Things like malicious compliance, petty revenge, hey, lady, I don't work here. Oh, there's so much more. Lots of great stories and things you won't believe. Like the one time uh, this dude was caught in a bathroom with his friend and he was slapping them because that was the only way that he could actually legitimately help them. 
A mall cop comes in with a taser. Oh, yeah, the rest is history. It's going to be fun. There is, uh, well, I don't know, I got like 20 seconds left, so I don't got much more time to tell you another story. But just join me on The RR Show. It's from Evergreen Podcast, produced in partnership with Wessler Media. So The RR Show. Wherever you get podcasts, subscribe today. And uh, it's like an adult story time. Let's hang out together. The RR Show. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. Set high production quality values. This is a man appearing on MSNBC who who is a branding and marketing expert named Donnie Deutsch. speaking Speaking about January 6th says, we as Democrats don't have the economy on our side. So we have to scare the bejesus out of people. Holy fuck. And he said this with no type of self-awareness whatsoever. <laughs> I want you to think about that. I've been laughing since I saw it yesterday. It's so this, he just gave away the whole game. Exactly. It's so funny to me. Like, yo, know, it is... It is a funny thing to it's it's a funny thing to involve yourself in the dirty business of politics on purpose. You kind of have to imagine that the like you have to self-reflect and say is it, you know, look, <clears throat> Eric, I'm at a juncture in my life where I'm trying to do everything right. So when I feel like I've failed to do so, I sit there and I go, is there something wrong with me? You know what I mean? Like, like, uh, and kind of at some point you got to look and go, oh, I'm an idiot. I'm just an idiot person, right? And when you're these people and you involve yourself in politics, you at some point you self-reflect and go, uh, am I a bad person? I could have gone into anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and then one step further, when you find yourself saying, we have to scare the bejesus out of people. Yeah. And with the full acknowledgement that PR teams are hired by, by the Democrats to try to push to television the idea that this hearing is a generational trial of some type. How is there not some pause with it? <laughs> you know, I mean, how do you not stop and say, oh, I've become a bit of a bad guy? Time to reverse course. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I think you said it earlier best that it's just like, you know, this is purely for the entertainment of people that feel no effect by, by, by anything that actually like no one, the people that are truly invested in this don't are not very affected by inflation. They're not very uh, uh, affected by gas prices. This is like it's it's a it's just a fucking TV show for the blue checks or whatever. It's just yeah. it's it's blackmail so they can keep getting works. They can get their the Hulu show written by the fat woman. You know what I mean? Like this is this is like this is the economy of things now. This is how it works. So, you know, I, I you get what you pay for, I guess, you know, like I, I but I, I, I you know, I, it's just so strange because it's such an obvious why don't the Democrats want to win? That's what's I, really fucking me up. I don't know. Look, maybe there's – I don't think it's crazy to say there's more money in opposition. Is that, is that an okay thing to say? But like there's more money in being a loser? Yeah, because here's the deal. It's not about – what is power? 
right? Like what, what is it? If, if you don't care about, if you don't care, if you're not a true public servant, you don't care about the laws being passed and you really just care about your continued employment. And more than that, you care about your continued prestige and your additional income by virtue of that prestige, meaning the boards that you are elected to the, uh, the, the, the talks that you can give, right? If you are, or, or the, uh, the, the MSNBC shows you can, uh, host as soon as you're out of the, out the door on this, if that's what you care about, then it's like the producers, there's more yeah. money in failure, right? <clears throat> so, because all you have to do is establish, I'm the guy against this, like AOC, AOC made the news again for saying, you know, she like uh, shit on the Democrats for abandoning Latinx, right? Uh, she said that that was a bunch of people um, that used it for a second when they thought it would help their uh, elections. And now that it looks like a loser, they're abandoning it, but it does matter to a great many uh, Latin and queer people, right? Now, <clears throat> Uh, we've litigated that fucking matter. And so is the fucking polling data. Who gives a shit? Uh, you know what I mean? If it becomes a word in 20 years, it becomes a word in 20 years right now. It's fucking DOA. So the, the question that I have for people is why is she saying that? Do we think that that's a conviction that she holds as dumb a woman as she is? Do we think that that is a, like I, I, we can believe that she cares. I, I mean, it's a stupid thing to care about and she's a stupid person, but do why, why, why get on your Instagram live and, and, uh, do your little stump speech about it? Why? The answer is because this secures a base. This secure, this is her Patreon. Simply put, that's her Patreon money. It is the, the, uh, the base. It is the, the, I can work off of this for the rest of my life. Should, should I get voted out for some reason? Should I be involved in some scandal? Uh, the people that care about X, Y, or Z will always back me. That's all it is. And, and that's all these Dems are about a hundred percent winning and losing does not matter to them because power is power is just, it's just the, the it's klepto <laughs> power is let me get the, the rewards for my work. It is not about, I want to run the world. We live, we still for even look, even people that hate Trump so much, but blah, 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 we still live in a democracy. So this is to say that no power is going to be absolute. Anything that you do is going to be essentially worthless because it'll probably be flipped over in, in eight years. So what is your purpose here? Your purpose is to enrich yourself. That's it. And I guess so, but, but when did that, like, it, has that always been the game? I just feel like no, like the Biden is wild to me because I feel like no one has done less for anyone. Like, and, and you could maybe chalk that up to some of my ignorance, like, uh, but like truly over the, over his, over his reign, we've seen things get worse almost on every level. Uh, so at what point do we do we ask ourselves like what's what's the goal i mean it's kind of crazy because he's so like absent of any like 
he's so by committee, like it's so transparent that he's just like the man who represents the, like the party, I guess. Like, mm. like I would always think of like you and I listen to that fucking like the Shane and Louis CK thing, talk about the president. And it's like, there's a lot of individual value in the, in a president because they are, they're just, a lot of them are just interesting people, some more than others. But like, to me, Biden is just like, he just doesn't represent anything. He doesn't like, it doesn't seem like any of his ideas are his. It doesn't seem like any of his, he doesn't really have motivations for anything he does. Like, what is he, like, why did he want to be president? Like, why, like, like and, and, you know, a lot of people might argue that perhaps he didn't, but like he was, you know, they pulled him, you know, they said like, oh shit, no one wants fucking Mike Bloomberg. So we need another guy to be the fucking, uh, you know, so they, 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 they threw his ass in there and he's just so like, every time I see him, he's just like so absent. Like there's just nothing there. And it's I like, it's, I, I honestly think it's just more this. I think he might have a mandate. I think he might believe very strongly in a thing. And I think that that thing is that the, that the status quo is good. It's <laughs> a crazy thing to think that that's, but I mean, look like, had this discussion on uh, Axe to Grind recently. Um, sorry, I broke. Yeah, why is Axe to Grind stealing our, our gimmick here? I thought you guys talked well, about hardcore. It, well, it, is hardcore question, stale? What's going on? The question was, why is it okay that some bands from uh, the '80s were seemingly very pro-America, and we're obviously we're talking about a, a, a number of the New York hardcore bands, right? Mm. And if you're anti-system and you're you're against all these things, why? How could you be seemingly pro-American? And I think that this is a a, a question without nuance because uh, obviously your America is different than my America, and it, it's more than conceivable that someone who has had a great life and has seen the best of America could be an advocate for it. It's also possible that there's people that just. Uh, the values that, that America, that they latch on to some of the values and, and, uh, whether or not those values are ever enacted by the government, uh, to them is not the point. It's, it's a, it's an American value, not a government value. Right. So that's conceivable too. And then thirdly, and an important one to remember is some people just have experienced the best and the best for many people would be the post-war and the 1990s. If you were around for either one of those, where some of the social issues that we have at the moment are still obviously maybe worse in many respects. Actually, I would argue worse across the board. But uh, you, there was also a thing that people really care about, which is the economy and, fo- and forward momentum and upward mobility. Look – you can get people to love a corrupt system if they feel like they can win at it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like that's yeah. it. And it is to me very difficult to tell people to tell people, "Hey, like you're wrong to love the thing that made your family uh, that got your fa- that got you a nice house and a two car garage." It's. It, I just think it's forget hard. It's just a loser to do it. It's not going to work. So, well, yeah, I mean, whatever. there's two, whatever America is, there's, I mean, there's two, I, to me, there's two, like, there's two things going on when you talk about America and there's like 
the mythos and the ideology, you know, the thing that it was founded upon and the founding fathers and those, those, uh, you know, values, a country founded on democratic values and, and, and personal rights and whatever. Um, that's, that's all good stuff to me that, that, that all makes sense. And then there's the government, you know, that's, you know, there's that thing that, so those, I think those politics, there's two, there, there's two things working there. So I think people can be generally pro America and the idea that it represents an anti government, you know, whatever's going on there. Um, so yeah, I think that's, that's probably how you, you square those two things there. Um, you should also take into account that a lot of those, New York hardcore guys, Love you know, them. listen, you're not, you're not, you're not talking to Noam Chomsky when you listen to, you're not, you're not listening to Noam Chomsky when you listen to Murphy's law. That's all I'm saying. Um, yeah, that's a fact. So, so maybe you don't have, yeah. Um, uh, where we, 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 I can't talk about January 6th more. I just like, I, I've said what I had to say. I don't want to shit on it because I think it does have some, important implications to it, although not the ones that we're focused on. It is to me, yes, as you said, it's a distraction. It's a sideshow to make you not care about the fact that gas is almost $8 in California. It's fucking insane. Um, so, but you know, the world, the world's going to keep spinning and look, you're looking at a Republican, uh, future here, pals. Like you, like, and, and to me, to me, this is just once again, you know, as it was, in 2016 and every time the democrats fail it's to me it's at their own hands you know you have you have you control you control the government you have for two years you still do for another couple months you've chosen the path of of inaction and status quo and people are not happy so you're gonna lose and it's gonna be your own fault and i have so little sympathy for you i have none and it's almost the only thing I can get out of politics these days is the schadenfreude of watching yes. our saviors fail because yeah, uh, they shot themselves in the foot. It's crazy. Okay. Relate. It's okay. Uh, let's go with something that is related. Not the same. Uh, did you read the Atlantic article? Sorry for everybody that this is the driest fucking thing anybody's ever said. Did you read the Atlantic article <laughs> on how San Francisco became a failed city? Oh, San Francisco stuff. Yeah. Uh, listen, San Francisco was a failed city from jump, so I don't even know what we're talking about. That's how I feel. I fucking, it's a dump to me, but it's, it, it's it lo- foggy and cold. I hate it. Exactly. Yo, the people, it's like lost on the people that they're like, it's beautiful. Yo, drive 180 miles South. Yeah. And you will see, you will begin to see many more beautiful things. I mean, I think you could see beautiful things immediately beyond it. I think, I mean, I wouldn't call Oakland beautiful, but I think it's nicer than San Francisco. I think San Luis Obispo is really big, sir. You know, there's lots that this fucking side of the country has to offer. Fucking San Francisco is this foggy little dump. I don't know why people like it. Agreed. I, although I do like the movie uh, uh, Zodiac. So mm. here's, for anybody that hasn't read this article, it's a really great article, and a lot of people I know from San Francisco have been hitting me about it, and they're kind of very liberal boomers that are that are the people, which you you say, Patrick, that's your scene? Yes, that's I know people of that type, um, who have been sending this to me because it kind of, it resonates with them. It's, it, it's a, uh, 
it's it spoke to some truth that they witnessed having lived there or many i mean most moved out now but um it's basically about how this kind of um progressive versus liberal uh one side going along with the other for the, like when times are good and t- and it's kind of about being sold on an idea when you were at the exact moment you were able to be sold on an idea and then reaping the repercussions of that. Right. So that's what it's about. And it is, uh, you know, my friends thought it was sad. I, I am completely blackpilled and like there was a Reddit post going around about a guy who likes to, he likes when parents lose their children and uh, he, he just thinks it's like very funny and and, uh, Jesus. Yeah. And it was about the darkest thing I'd ever heard. And I also believed it. I didn't think it was an edgy 19 year old. It struck me like a very, very mal adjusted 30 year old. Fuck. So this is my version of that. I do not care about San Francisco. Uh, I find it to be a charmless place. I think it has a superiority complex for a place that is inferior. And uh, I think that it has done this to itself. So while I feel bad for, it's difficult to feel bad for anybody living there now because the only people living there are fabulously wealthy. So, so like I'm just kind of spent on you, but here's the bit of this article that resonated with me most. It So the article has a great deal to do with, uh, the, uh, recall of, uh, uh, what's his name? Bowden, Bowden, what's his name? Um, Bowser. Bowser. Uh, so the recall of this gentleman who was the district attorney who uh, declined to prosecute a, a, a great number of uh, property crimes and property crimes are property crimes are what you care about when you're not being murdered. I hate to break this to people. It doesn't mean that we live in a hyper-capitalist nightmare. It's simply that when in the hierarchy of needs after please don't kill me is please don't enter my home and steal my shit when my daughter's upstairs or please don't break into my car for the third time this month. Mm, People care about these things. (laughs) Selfish fucks. So people care about these things. And this fella, uh, just basically he, he was on some ultra progressive shit. Um, it's been pointed out that his parents are, are, kind of like uh, they're weather underground. So ex- ex- left-wing extremist terrorist. Uh, I think his parents are murderers actually. Um, oh yeah. 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 Something like that. So I heard that in the, in a, in a pursuit of a terror plot. Um, but I don't really hold that against him. Right. Like the, my father's a criminal. I, I would hope that that wouldn't be people's first impression of me. It's just to say that this man seems to be um, George W. Bushing. Okay. Does that make sense? He seems, I guess. Well, I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, he's uber progressive, which I wouldn't use that word to describe George W. Bush, but, uh, no, no, no. But George W. Bush was like, most people thought it was that his, that the Iraqi invasion was a petty continuation of his father's agenda. Right. Okay. A lot of people felt that way. And that's kind of how this feels on some level because it is, his positions are, they're just against reason. So they have to be, uh, uh, an ideological thing because I'll go against reason all the time. If, if I think that there's like a, you know, if I'm committed to the larger, uh, uh, ideological goal, that's how people work. 
and he's done this at the expense of the people of San Francisco. Uh, that's the argument. And uh, interestingly, uh, he's he tried to frame the whole thing as a Republican plot against him. And there, cer- there certainly was that for, for anybody doubting it. But it was also just, hey, attacks on Asian Americans went up and you did nothing. See, but that's the, that's the thing where it's like a Republican plot. What do you mean? Were they, were they being, were they playing politics like politicians do? Sure. They were, were that's what, that's what they do. Or did they hire people to break into the cars? <laughs> Come on. I listen, I will go on most fucking psyops and, and, and conspiracy theories. I'll go with you on that. But look, this isn't, you can't even say it's like you didn't prosecute crime. People don't like being the victims of crime. You got fucking shellacked. What do we like? It's not, there's nothing. I don't think you need to go more broad than that. Like there might be broader reasons and you know, there, there may be things to look at, but like, pretty basic shit here and i think it's funny i just think it's i think it's very interesting and we'll see what happens in la but like it's similar to the uh to the aoc stuff with the with the you know the latinx shit where it's just like you know the currency of of uber progressive or woke politics whatever you want to call it the currency that shit man it's it's running out and and it's it's times are a changing in this country and, 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 and th- people have a different feeling going on now. And, uh, turns out when vibe you don't, shift. yeah, vibe shift. Yeah. Big, big surprise when you don't prosecute the criminals, people don't like that. And they want you to do when you don't do your job, you know, but it's, it is funny though. I mean, listen, I can't, you can't like, you can't get angry. At, I mean, you can, but you can't get too angry at any real, like one individual, right? Because, I mean, DAs are elected, right? They're not appointed. Uh, you, you you vote for them, uh, as far as I understand it. And uh, it, this is evidentiary of what people wanted at a certain point in time. You know? Yes. I mean, uh, well, well, that's what the, that's what this article is about, and it's fascinating. It's like you know, post George Floyd, sort of, for lack of a better word, everybody don't kill me hysteria, like just a a uh, you know, like like, like a movement, a, a a a national feeling. Right. And when you're stuck in a feeling, you might do the thing that you think best acts on that, but you just don't have the foresight and you're, you you know, it's that Fugazi line. uh, We speak the way we breathe. Present air will have to do. Right. And, Mm -hmm. and it's, it's just, that's how we all make our decisions in the moment. And then we live with the consequences and the consequences here is uh, that this guy would say things like, I can't prosecute uh, these Honduran fentanyl dealers, because there's a possibility that they uh, will face, uh, if 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 deported, that they will be uh, murdered by the cartels. Now, there's some compassion in that. I don't. I, I think that that there's something to be said. I I can't. I get very emotional at the idea of uh, institutional power sending somebody to, to their death in any context, right? Whether, whether that's war or or, uh, or the or the death penalty. And if I knew that me sending back this fella was going to get his fucking face skinned by a cartel, uh, I would have a very difficult time uh, uh, signing that. But I'm afraid that does not matter very much <laughs> to, to the person who has had fent- fentanyl addicted 
uh, uh, addicts in their neighborhood uh, hold them at knife point for the third time in the year. It, it just simply, at some point, everybody breaks. I think that that's the kind of the message here. At some point, everybody says, please, Jesus, stop breaking into my house. That's yeah. what they say. But it's so, but it is it's funny the way like because even before the George Floyd stuff, people talk out of both sides of their mouth. I mean, people did not like Kamala Harris, and they thought that she just fucking like overloaded the prisons. And so it's like, yo, there's, I'm sure, I'm certain there's truth to that, you know. And and yo, we can talk about prison reform all day, but like now you got people in there that aren't overloading the prisons, and uh, it's not. It's not the, the the ground report is not is not bright. So, uh, you know, what do we what do, what do we what's our thing? Right. You get two choices in life, freedom or nice things. Which one do you want? Right. That's it. That's it. <laughs> we, That's we, it. We, we got a bit of freedom and we said, oh, I miss those nice things we had. So <clears throat> here's the part of that article that uh, resonated with me the most. It, it's not about is it Bowden? I forget this fucker's name. People are complaining. It's King, about it's King Koopa. Uh, yeah, <laughs> people are complaining about it forever. But I'm not a San Francisco guy, so uh, at any rate, uh, do you remember the uh, the, the school uh, school? What was it? Not school board because that's not enough. Uh, whatever. Let's call it the school board. Do you remember this? Where the, they they were recalled about four months ago, something like that. Uh, oh, I thought it was more recent than that. Um, uh, I mean, time is just a mess to me. Yeah, no, it, I know. It, it was recent. Sense. It was recent. So they were recalled for everybody that didn't pay attention. Eric and I probably talked about it on this podcast, but uh, I want to say it was three or four board members w- were kicked off the uh, board because uh, they basically – they were too woke. And they were elected because they were too woke. Uh, or appointed to that position because they were too woke. And then it just hit a place where people, the rubber met the road once again. Yeah. Right. And this is to me the most extreme and most, there was a lot going on in the article. This is the part that upset me the most. This is about the school board members who were eventually uh, recalled. In February, 2021 board members agreed that they would avoid the phrase learning loss to describe what was happening to kids locked out of their classrooms. Mm. Instead, they would use the words learning change. Uh. Schools being shut down meant students were having different learning experiences than the ones we currently measure. They are learning more about their families and their cultures. So framing this as some kind of deficit was wrong. The board argued, Eric, I've itemized in great detail why I hate establishment Lives. Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. 
We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. I can't even contain my hatred for progressives. <laughs> like, yo, this is this is literally newspeak. When you change learning loss to learning change, that is not for people for our progressive listeners. You have to stop using progressive as a as a political marker. It is yeah. as worthless to you as the word conservative is. It is so worthless because you align yourself with this this people reach for that fucking orwell shit the, this is orwellian changing learning loss to learning change is politics it's not progressivism in the sense that many of you would like to align yourself with progressivism it is progressive politics which is to say uh, le- evil leadership which is the nature of politics with a progressive flag attached to it. That's it. Learning loss to learning change. The kids are, don't worry. The kids are learning about their families and cultures. I mean, it's just, no, look, look, I'll put it even more simply than that. It's just weasel. It's just weasel shit. It's just weaselly. It's like you failed. You tried a new thing, right? I'll give you a little bit of credit for, for, for trying something new with, with the best of intentions, but you failed and you change the words to make it look like you didn't fail because you're a fucking weasel. That's the, you're, you're a fucking weasel piece of shit who can't, and, and it, who's avoiding some kind of culpability or you're trying to spin it to someone like, actually, it's a good thing. And it's like, no, no, it's not a good thing. You piece of shit. Like uh, it's, it's, that's all it is to me. But I agree with you, you know, on the progressives and liberals, we got to find new words because those things have like they've yeah, they've been totally uh, just just degraded by the utter failures of both of those class of people, you know, just been co-opted by by I mean, politicians with both a capital P and a a lowercase P, just politicians like political brains that see these ideas as as just uh, a means to to empower themselves again. Uh, through kleptocratic means, uh, in my view, uh, I I just think like when we're talking about that, the way I, I the way I said it to a friend, it would be like somebody getting caught cheating on their girlfriend and saying, uh, "Honey, it's not getting blown. It's <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, I was interfacing with peers with shared interest. Yeah, you know I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, perfect." Like it, you're, it, this is the epitome of what children call gaslighting. That's what this is. <laughs> like, Hey, my kid is technically disabled. He's so fucking stupid. He hasn't gone to school in two years. Can we do something about it? And the reply is, but he's learned a lot about how things in your homework. And I'm sure he's absorbed a lot of your culture. And he, the guy's like, my culture is working two jobs and I had to move my mother-in-law in so that she can take care of the kid. Uh, what the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> so I, uh, I just, I, the, of the article, which is interesting. This is the part that like most spoke to me as, Hey, to our, again, to our progressive listeners, I, I don't identify as any of these things. I, I any of them. And, I urge you to stop too, because right now, when you call yourself a progressive, this human being is 
is trying to use solidarity with you as a power play. The person who would lie about something so obvious is trying to say, look at how many progressives we have. It, and they don't represent you. This isn't, this isn't you. I refuse to believe even one of our listeners would be like, hey, I think learning change is probably better for the kids. You yeah. know? Like, I refuse to believe it. So well, this is all to say that you're being exploited. You're, yeah, and it, it goes across the board. I'm, I, that this has been the case for almost my entire life in terms of, of uh, conservatism, right? Like, like, it, but I can say with utter confidence, it is truly, definitely now the case with with what we're calling progressive politics. Well, this is that, and that's the thing. I think a lot of people, you know, I think a lot of people politically, I think a lot of people have become black pills. You know, we've seen people who are, you know, that that are truly like, I think, I think the, um, the, the, the Roe v. Wade shit did a lot of people in and realize, Oh, there's like no hope, huh? Um, because you're left, you have two choices. You have establishment, liberal establishment, Democrat, and you have right wing populism, but maybe the establishment right wing guys coming in, like uh, maybe like, um, what's his fucking face from Florida DeSantis type shit. But you know, these are the options you're you're pretty much led with. You know, the 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 right wing has an easier time channeling their populism in because really all it amounts to is like we want to tell these people to go fuck themselves, and everyone's like, yeah, not realizing they are also <laughs> the people that you should be telling to go fuck themselves. But th- this is like what can save us from the future of right wing populism. Uh, Left wing populism would be nice. I don't know who it is. We've told Bernie to summarily go fuck himself. Maybe is it Marion Williamson with her crystal bullshit? Maybe, but like to get in the door of the, of the Democrat uh, establishment, you have to be approved by the owl God Moloch and they're not going to let in a lefty Donald Trump type. They're just right. not there. Right. We, we maybe might've had it a couple years ago. He, Bernie did not have enough juice to get across the finish line. They, they, they did our man in. So you're watching. We, they were able to use Biden to put the, put the force, the, the, the lid of right wing populism back on. And, and they, and they're trying to hold it down as best they can, but it looks like it's going to pop again. And until you can find a Democrat or another politician that can appeal to enough people to win enough votes, you're, you're, I mean, you, these are the choices you're left with and neither of these people are going to do anything good for you. And, uh, I don't know what, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, maybe, uh, you know, vote Marion Williamson, whatever. I'm, I'm with her. She seems cool. Uh, Bernie's corpse. Bernie's corpse. I mean, there's someone said that there was like, he was, he's thinking about running again. I will, I don't, I, Bernie could be 105 and in a fucking in because it used to be like, oh, I like this guy and his ideas. Now we're crossing it. We're crossing into the threshold where it's just funny. He's yeah. so fucking old. It's funny. And also it's just a protest vote. It's the reason that Trump voters yeah. voted for Trump. That's it. Yeah. And I don't think it's a good idea because, look, I was never pro Biden, but you and I were both like, uh, I mean, the thing that we're mad at him for now is the thing we wanted. Just quiet this shit down. I, I can't deal with this fevered pitch anymore, you know? Yeah. And uh, in that respect, I, I can see, um, I can see like, a, even though I like Bernie fine, 
uh, I could see it's just more protest voting. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's, well, it's yeah. not moving the ball at all. I mean, so, that's all it's going to be going for. I mean, Bi- I mean, Biden was kind of a protest vote against Trump. No one, there, no one was jazzed on the Biden. No one cared. They just didn't yeah. like Trump anymore. Right. That's all you're going to have from here on out is protest votes. Right. You're like the only reason you're going to have to vote going forward is fuck you to the other side. That's it. That's your whole motivation. You know, or, you know, you I mean, you could go through the litany of fucking empty promises that Biden made, you know, like truly even like the stuff where I thought like, oh, maybe he could, you know, he could probably bump the minimum wage up. Nope. What if I just would like to uh, make a little bit of money in the service of my family and uh, live a life uh, free of of, uh, government molestation? Can I? What then? Like, what if I don't have a, a real vested interest in uh, lib tears or or, or uh, owning the owning the chuds, quote unquote? Right, you, right. You know, like, like, what if what if I'm just kind of not I'm not deeply invested in either of those projects? What then? Yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. I mean, people became you know after nine eleven, people became so fucking obsessed with politics. It's so funny how it used to just be a thing that no one really gave that much of a shit about. And you know, you uh, were, I forget who said this. One of the, oh, uh, Tim Dillon said this. If you cared about politics for most of the last 40 years, you were a fucking loser. Do you know what I mean? Like you were not considered like a winner in life. And yeah. now somehow we've empowered people to be like, this is all you care about. This is all that matters. Yeah, I mean, well, it became like some kind of moral imperative. I mean, I think 9-11 was the moment because then it was like, well, you could go back even before that. But like 9-11 was the moment where it became mainstream to be very invested in whatever was going on in the world because we were all scared. And we were all worried that, you know, that there would be, you know, whatever move we made had greater implications, right? So that was the moment when it, yeah, um and we're, we all just became more, I mean, you know, it was mostly a right wing thing back then, but everyone became moral weirdos. And then once Trump got elected, everybody on the left became, you know, moral weirdos. And it's like, we're just living in that moment again. But, you know, it is funny. I don't know. I think we're, I don't know what, what's to come necessarily. I think, I think it seems likely that we're looking at a future of just like establishment Republicanism, which like, I, <laughs> On some level, like psychologically, maybe some people need people need to people are still so latched on to the Trump shit. Yes. And it's like we really need to move beyond that. And it's like it's like maybe there just needs to be a figure that replaces him. Right. And like, you know, I don't want to see any I don't want a fucking Republican president. But like, I don't know, maybe some people I mean, the QAnon folks and all that shit like. If you can get some people to screw their fucking heads back on, you know, I, I guess I could see some sort of benefit there. But look, you're like, peop, we've seen abject failure of the Democrats over the last two years or so, whatever it's been, almost two years. You're going to see a return to Republicanism uh, because of that. And it's like, yeah, you had your fucking shot. And it's like, you didn't, you, 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 you were stage potato. You just, you stood, you, you, you missed your shot and, uh, 
you know, I got no sympathy for you. I mean, you know, you get what you fucking pay for. I mean, if I mean, truly, like, it gets harder and harder to deny every day that, like, a lot of the woke stuff was like, yo, this was like a, tr- like, on there's got to be some part of this at least that was Chinese like some, CIA shit just to just to sabotage the left completely. I mean, that's oh, what yeah, a lot of people believe that. Here's here's the thing though that I think speaks to that. Let's talk about this real quick. Um, all the flags for pride month, right? Every individual, uh, identity has a flag at the moment. Uh, and some of them are very interesting because bisexual, for example, everybody who is into design points out that the, the colors are at the wrong saturation so that they actually, they hurt your eyes. Like they're colors that could in concept be, they're not complimentary, but they could work, but they're, they're literally, they're the wrong saturation. They, they, they're, they're bad on eyes. And I had to find this out by going to Twitter because I saw people talking about it. And my friends who, who work in design were saying, this is just such a bizarre choice. Why, why would they do a thing that even like a first year design student would say, would understand, oh, that doesn't, that does not work. It, the, people find it repulsive, right? And the answer is that it's an accessibility issue because for colorblind people, it, 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 there is some type of like, it has to be this type of uh, whatever it is, radiance or whatever. So like, what's, what's exactly happening? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like what is exactly happening? And to that end, when you see these, this is why we want to talk CIA. We want to talk Chinese PSYOP. We want to talk all that shit. These pride flags, when you see them, on news, um, let's say you like, uh, major media outlets use them for whatever purpose during pride, pride month, right? What organization, what body exists that has the authority, the credit, the credentials rather to say, this is the pride flag. Yeah. Well, and then it shows up everywhere. Right. So, it's weird. Like, <laughs> I never thought about that, but it's weird. Like it's, it's incredibly weird if you think about it, because certainly there's no gay governing body, right? Mm, we got to consult Brian for that one. I don't that's, know. That's a fact. There might be. Uh, uh, it, it's, uh, it's the Hollywood industrial complex. <laughs> so, but, but here's what I mean. Pan, there's a pansexual flag. Is there Oh, oh, there's an LGBTQ, there's LGBTQ plus progress. And that's the one that has like the racial stuff on it where it's got like the black brown and then right. I, I'll be honest. I have no idea what the other shit is. I uh, saw, I saw one I, that had the, uh, I saw one that had the Ukraine flags in there and I was like, all right, you're fucking with me now. Like this is someone's fucking with me. Like this can't like, I was like, this has to be some kind of right wing troll. Cause you're, you're, you're pure. And, and I, you know, I haven't seen that everywhere, but I saw the like, you know, the one that is now, you know, it has the black and brown and has the trans the little triangle there well, the, the, the uh, on top confu- of the pride one, right? The, the confusion of intersectionality is saying that my identity is paramount to who I am, but also all things are linked. You, do you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, Ukraine and the, the, the queer rights struggle in the United States, 
I'm sorry. Those two things are not. <laughs> like, well, I, I, I regret to inform you. Those two. Let's try. Are, let's try and link them. Putin's mean to gay people, right? Okay, that's true. You know, and he's got he's got little prisons for for gays. I think is that true? Uh, and Ukrainians are uh, uh, culturally unkind to them. Uh, uh, a fact we've forgotten. Uh, I mean, I, I, well, I, it's a, in in fairness, I think like most cultures are unkind to gay people. Almost all of them, That's except true. for American, pretty much. That's true. So okay, so then we got a lesbian flag. Uh, pretty hideous on its own merits. Uh, and and Ameri- American culture only kind to to gays in the last fifteen years or so. Yeah, and you could argue only gays. Like, if you wanted to have that argument, we could have that argument. Like, <clears throat> sure. uh, trans people excluded from that. Exclu- we could have that conversation for sure. The infighting but, on that shit. Like, I, I'll say this with total confidence, and uh, anybody who uh, takes like wants to take me to task for this can just check the record, please. There are people in. It is an advantageous thing to be bisexual right now, and a, a great number of people. This has been written about this by gay people, by the way, everybody. Uh, in many careers, it is advantageous to be bisexual, and uh, particularly things where there is a kind of a, a, a unspoken diversity hiring. So, for example, everybody, in Hollywood, there is really, I mean, this has been proven beyond a doubt, there is a really, really strong, uh, quiet diversity hire, right? Uh, everybody's scared to not have... Uh, a diverse enough writer's room, uh, uh, even the producer pool now. And this is just the thing, right? So within that type of world, it is kind of the baseline that I have to at least be bisexual. So a great number of people, and you can find some anonymous confessions to this, have said I'm bisexual, despite the fact that they've not only never been with the same sex partner or with an opposite sex partner there, but gay has some gay has some, uh, clout still. So, uh, they've never been with an opposite, with the opposite sex partner or same sex partner, but they, and, and have the, the strangest one is they've, they, some of them confess that they've never had any thoughts or feelings to that. But they still claim bisexuality. For like, for example, there was a there was a writer the other day who came out as bisexual for Pride Month. In his coming out, he said that he's never been with a man, uh, has been married to the same woman for over a decade, and has never in his life had any desire to be with a man. Okay, so I would say that that's not bisexual then. However, because right. hold on. Let me make sure I'm looking up the crew. Call me old fashioned, but uh, I don't know. Here's his rationale. But because he is demisexual, for people who don't keep up on this stuff, that's a, uh, you have to, your attraction is to the person um, kind of uh, uh, on an emotional, like you you couldn't find them sexually fulfilling until you're, like their, their personhood is what you, like it's not about their body, right? I believe that's the thing. Is that a, we were calling that a sexuality? 
Yeah, look, don't, don't don't get us in trouble with the demi. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> what the pansexual is going to come for us? Uh, I just, man, we this shit is these conversations are tiresome because it's just you get so lost in the weeds. What's uh, the one where it's like you're only attracted to people who are smart or something? Sapio. I also just, I mean, look, I'm going to sound old when I say, I kind of just don't understand why this would require any words. Right, right. That, well, that's what exactly what I mean. I mean, like, here's the thing. Where are the flags coming from? Yeah, that's okay. We got away from the the question. Where where are the flags coming from? It's very like strange. okay, like intersex. There's an intersex flag. It's actually the most attractive of the flags in my view. All the color choices are still pretty strange. What is what does intersex mean? I don't even know. I'm sorry. Intersex is uh, forgive us, forgive me, our intersex listeners. I believe it is when uh, your sex is biologically uh, non-determinate, meaning that you might have uh, uh, you might have uh, uh, I'm using the wrong word symptoms. Uh, you might have elements of both genders. Um, is that is that is that that's not oh, what your dad would, what your dad would call a hermaphrodite or okay or that's the word I was going to use I wasn't sure so, if that was something cool. like that no so I think that word is uh, deeply offensive now um, it, it's uh, which by the way there's words that are deeply offensive in Australian that mean nothing to an American you and I yep. would say, you and I would say them and we would be n worded out here bogans. <laughs> Yeah, no, Bogan, you're good. But okay. the uh, like, we would be like, we'd get the N word. Tr- like, two white podcasters said the N word. But like, tr- truthfully, like, the the one word I'd heard before did not think it was um, the most extreme thing you could say in a polite society. Turns out it is. Cheers, um, cheers, cheers, That's what it is. So mm. I'm glad you were brave enough to say it. So anyway, the, the intersex flag is uh, okay to me. Um, and But here's the thing. There's not a ton of intersex people. Is it possible that they could form some type of body to actually push the flag of their preference? That is kind of believable. Right? Like a friend of mine uh, has spina bifida. There's not that many people with spina bifida anymore. So when he gets in a room and he uh, talks to the spina bifida council of the United States or whatever the fuck it is, it's, it, it's, uh, it's not representative of everybody, obviously, but there's a lot of people who have that, who might align themselves with this organization. And you could believe the same thing with intersex, but lesbian you're telling me that there's the lesbians got together and agreed on a fucking flag (laughs) we're talking Mm. about millions of human beings yeah what was the election process (laughs) for the people that made this decision or was it a direct democracy did people decide on it together and say yeah that's there was a was there a referendum do you know what i'm saying like yeah council meeting obviously not but somehow News organizations are pushing a lesbian flag. Look, everybody, let us be clear so that Eric and I don't get the DMs. I couldn't give a goddamn if lesbians have a different flag for every day of the year. I'm just curious how this becomes the understood lesbian flag. How are there not even things in competition? How does one news organization not run one lesbian flag and another run one from a competing? Look, 
life is not this easy. So it makes it seem fake. Does that seem yeah, clear enough? Yeah. Well, look, I I will say that there's, I mean, I'm sure there's something natural to, uh, you know, I mean, especially the way things get disseminated now over the, over the internet. Right. Like, but it, it would be interesting to track its origin point. I think that's all we're saying. And it's just like the fact that it becomes so ubiquitous so quickly. I mean, it is, like I said, it is a, a fact that we live in the age of the, inter- the internet, but like, it is like, yeah, who designed it originally and then put it out there? And then why did we all like collectively unconsciously sort of decide that that was the one? Like, it's just, how did that happen? And it, I'm, you know, there may be nothing nefarious about that process at all, but it's just, it just seems weird that things just pop, like manifest in your reality seemingly overnight. And it's like, I don't know, is, is it CIA? Do we live in a simulation or is there like a perfectly normal and natural reasoning for it all. I couldn't say, but it's, yeah, no, what you just said, when life is super hard and confusing and weird, for things to happen that quickly suggests that there was some sort of uh, top-down approach to this, maybe. And that's kind of strange. I don't know, man. It's, uh, yo, people really liked the, the Quora questions. I uh, will do them again soon. I'm, I, so I've got a, I've got a thing. We're not calling it a bit. It's we're calling it a legitimate effort at self improvement. I'm oh. I'm I'm endeavoring to be a a high value male, right? Mm. But uh, so uh, we are going to take a pause, everyone, from rub maps, and we're going to focus on matters such as um, hold on, let's see what I get suggested. I wasn't consulted on this self-improvement thing. I, I was planning to get worse. <laughs> Trying to make Hold myself on. worse. Where is my... How do you even spell Quora? Q-U-O-R-A? Oh, yeah. Q-U-O-R-A. Um, yeah, so we're going to be concerning ourselves with questions such as, uh, if Stalin were to see Russia today, what would he think? <laughs> <laughs> or is it true soldiers eat gunpowder? Is it? Uh, I, <laughs> I presume uh, no. Okay, so see, I like this because some of it is funny, but then we're going to learn something. Yo, did uh, you see? The, did you see the new Top Gun? I did not. Although I made my my girlfriend's son, who is eight, uh, watch Predator and Predator Two oh. yesterday. And, uh, no regrets. I think that that's the age you're supposed, I think that's the age you're supposed to watch predator. Absolutely. Uh, He really liked predator predator Two had a bit too much talking in, in normal places for him. Uh, he, uh, so he didn't vibe with it as much. Uh, but he kept asking me if this is what LA is really like, which I thought was very funny. Uh, because for people, <laughs> for people who haven't seen Predator Two, it's this great. It's great. It, it's it's gotten a uh, revision, like like people. I don't want to call it revisionist history. It's been reexamined, and uh, people find a lot of value in it as a really great kind of exploitation movie. Yeah, you know? and yeah, uh, the. It, it almost does a RoboCop. It, it comes just short of RoboCop in that it's 
it's filmed it's filmed in 1990 and it takes place in 1997 and its depiction of Los Angeles is comically dystopian like yeah. it, it, it it's firstly and they should have made it 2022 right they should much more convincing at that point it would have yeah. been prophetic uh so the best part of it, what makes it an exploitation film is that it doesn't give any regard to things like, uh, the Jamaican voodoo posse. Yeah. Uh, I don't practice voodoo. That's no, they don't. And in my time in, in Los Angeles, I don't think I've encountered a single Jamaican person. Yeah. And certainly they, yeah, no, actually I haven't either. And I don't mean, I don't mean like, I mean, obviously there's plenty of black people, but like, I mean like Jamaica, I mean like Rastafarian, like I I used to see, there's plenty of them in New York. Like they would hang out in the park on Sundays and have a, have a little barbecue. And they, it was so weird because they'd be wearing like full, like army fatigues, (laughs) like just barbecuing in the park, listening to like reggae and shit. And I was like, this is a weird vibe they got going on, but I'm with it. You know what? I hadn't thought about that in a long time. Jamaicans really do like camo fatigues. They love I not, it. I had not thought about that in a long time. That's very funny. That's a very New York experience. I wonder if other places oh, yeah. have Jamaicans in full fatigues. I anyway. lo- That's one of the things I love about New York, man, is that you'd have that, you'd have the Puerto Ricans, you'd have the Italians, you'd have all the, you'd have every little cookout in one park. Yeah. Our neighborhood, it was just drug addicts. And then if you walked uh, west, uh, if you stuck to the main streets, it was uh, kind of like gay pride shit. Uh, but if you all the all of the so for people that don't know, there's these there's this really nice strip of homes uh, between the hills and proper Hollywood. It is Hollywood, but whatever. Uh, it's all Jewish. And, yeah. And very when I say very like it's culturally very Jewish in the respect that. <clears throat> It's little kids playing in the front yard with payases on, with payases in their hair. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's not like it's not like uh, my Jewish friend, the screenwriter. It's like you know, orthodox yeah. Jews. No, so, yeah, yeah. There's also a lot so, of like uh, just like um, traditionally like Polish. Like I see a lot of like motherfuckers that look like they they walked out of Greenpoint around here. That's interesting. Uh, th- those are, because uh, those are white. I mean, it might be so. Russian. Russian. I don't know. Yeah, because they're whites, I can say that they're maintenance workers, uh, which is which is probably almost certainly true. By the way, everybody, I'll stand by it because they're white. I can get away with this broad generalization, <laughs> right? Um, exactly. But where what so, was our what was our original talking point? Uh, original talking point was uh, the Predator Two rips, and yeah, it does rip. <laughs> I have uh, also, uh, if you were curious, uh, armies in Sierra Leone and Liberia uh, mix gunpowder with cocaine. And call it brown brown. <laughs> I like the name. Sense do I. That's um, pretty. That's pretty lit. <laughs> okay, I'm with it. That's cool. And what do they do? They like snort it. Uh, yeah, I guess they snort it. It goes faster into your, uh, faster into your blood. I guess. Um, okay. Brown brown. Interesting. On. Um. Oh, see, Quora is great for, this is not a question. It's just pictures and their stories. An SS guard in civilian clothes who was beaten by his former victims while trying to escape after the arrival of American troops. Uh, this uh, And his face, he looks like a cartoon because he is so lumpy. Uh, and he looks- he's, he's so what? Lumpy. Oh. And he looks very scared. Um, hold on, let's talk about, 
yeah, fantastic fossils. Uh, here is a man who has been completely mineralized. Whoa. Um, hold on. Let me see if I can give you an X wrote on his profile, traveling with my new better babe. Is this petty and what should I do? <laughs> I mean, yes, I would say that's probably pretty petty. I mean, his new girl's got to be the one to take a stand on that. That's just in poor taste. You think the new girl would get upset? She should, because that's like too much. You can't care too much about your ex. If you care about getting back no. at your ex and shit, it's like not good for your future. Oh, it's horrible for you. It's, it's yeah, it's a very, very, very bad place to be at mentally, for fucking sure. Um <sighs> But like, I mean, it's still it's still a compliment to the new girl. But it, but I, I mean, she would, yeah, she would have to be like, oh, you got some hangups, don't you? This is a concern here, a red flag, as the kids say. Here's a question I like: <clears throat> George Burns smoked cigars and drank whiskey and lived to be ninety nine years old. Why should you listen to health advice from experts? <laughs> Great question. <laughs> Excellent question. I'm with that. <laughs> I really like it. Uh, George Burns was also uh, like horrendously unfunny. Uh, and Nat King Cole died of, at age 45 due to lung cancer uh, by being a heavy smoker. It is said he smoked three packs a day because he thought the cigarettes helped improve his voice. Oh, okay. I could see that. George Burns but said, I, you I know, smoked. I smoke 10 to 15 cigarettes a day. At my age, I have to hold on to something. More power to you. He was 99 when he died. What was it? 90 yeah. something. Wow. I he didn't know he lived he that long. Stretch. Um, what's the most impractical combat knife design you have seen? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I always thought the Simtar was kind of uh, impractical. With that big sort of crescent. That's the that's the blade that's sort of crescent shape, right? A yeah, skin tar. It's, it's, it's Arab. It's cool. It is. It, oh, it looks cool as fuck, but I just don't. I think a regular sword kind of makes more sense, doesn't it? Uh, or am I being culturally, on. am I culturally partial? Is this like, is this like, uh, you know, fork versus chopsticks? Hold on. This guy's really critical of this knife. <laughs> oh wow uh yeah he i mean he does underline some so, some goofy knives but i don't know if we needed an answer to this um <clears throat> hold on um oh that's interesting there's a lot of stuff stuff in here that's interesting and then there's dumb shit like is he the most selfish billionaire ever <laughs> you know what i mean yeah, people, you know, I don't know. People are on some dumb shit. So what, you don't want to do rub maps anymore? Is that it? No, I mean, this, we're going to take a break from it at the very least, right. which is probably fine because we need to we, we need to rehab the idea by by giving it air. Yeah, no, that's for sure. But uh, but 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 we yeah, maybe we need to we need to reinvent ourselves a little bit. <laughs> Yo, how about our shared bit is self-improvement? <laughs> like we're going to be listen. Like just, are you a high value man? Yes or no? Me? Yes. You're asking me personally? Yes. Uh, in some ways. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Look, 
I'm I I I got a good job, right? I make a little bit of money. I got a, a my own place. Uh, I got a car. Uh, I'm like pretty good at sex. Um, you know, my body, you know, but I work on it, you know. Uh, I would say I'm at least mid. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so you really talked yourself out of the idea that you're a high value male. But but you know what though? Like the sta- the the fucking bar is low, dude. You know how many fucking like you know how much of like the male species is like true dog shit? Uh oh yeah. I mean look, look, look. If you're better than the bottom twenty percent of males, I, this is gonna sound severe. It, it literally just means you're not like beating your partner. You know, and right. and that is a very low bar. But it is a bar that is real for many people. For many people. And like, you know, when you get to 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 my age group, you know, when you get into your your thirties or so, I mean, women's standards fall pretty low. Yeah. They're just looking for a guy who like has a job and isn't a mess. Now, real quick, can we talk about how if you are, for lack of a better word, everybody, it's not a high value thing to say, but if you for lack of a better word, if you are a hoe, you love you love oysters. Is that correct? Oh, hoes love an oyster. They fucking love oysters. It's insane. <laughs> but it's insane. It's like the most like like what are you trying to signal by this? Like normal people don't take photos of like them eating hot dogs. You know what I mean? But if you're a hoe, you just take photos of oysters like it's your fucking child. Oh, they love an oyster. I think it's because they they're first of all, they're a signifier of uh I guess they're they're kind of expensive. And uh kind of. I mean there's but, nobody but also, to this podcast who couldn't afford a plate of oysters if they No, definitely certainly not. Anyone could <laughs> could could afford a plate of oysters, but but also I think they uh they they're I wouldn't call them an aphrodisiac, but like they allegedly they, they are. Right. Well, that's I don't know if it's that's exactly the right word, but they 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 do something something it stimulates your your sex ability somehow. So so it has that going for it. It has that plus like maybe they're a little bit more expensive than a hot dog. Yeah, I, well I think it just is a signifier I'm out with a sugar daddy. Is that correct? Is that like what it's supposed to say? I think I, it's like Look, no disrespect to the hoes listening, but it's just like such like a fucking like it's only hoes that do it. I've never seen a normal person take a photo of oysters in the same way that I've never seen a normal person take a photo of mashed potatoes. You know what I mean? Like, I mean what are you, yeah. what are you doing? <laughs> I mean, can you even remember like did you did you eat an oyster in your before you were vegan? Clams, no oyster, I don't think. I mean, like I've to me, shellfish is like like a type of putrid that is like akin to shit to me like i would not put an oyster in my mouth under any circumstances i find it disgusting you know i don't feel like uh, seafood is the only food that i miss i've been vegan for longer than some of our listeners have been alive and i i the only food that i have any like oh i enjoyed that food was seafood so i can't say that i don't know i mean people just describe uh oysters as being like very boogery which I have, no I have no interest in eating a booger. So no. I, I, I don't know. But I'll eat seafood. I'll eat fish, but shellfish I think is just disgusting. Well, here's the reason that I bring this topic up. Please. Is because the question on Quora is what was trashy a hundred years ago, but classy now? Ah. Uh, 
And the answer is a uh, hundred years ago, baked beans were five times, a can of baked beans was five times more expensive than lobster. And what? Lob- lobster was called the cockroach of the sea. And it was so abundant on the uh, East coast of the U S before we overfished that uh, they would wash up on the shores of Massachusetts, sometimes two feet high. They were used as dog food. So, <laughs> so now lobsters are seen as some type of, uh, but it's, it's probably just due to the scarcity of over overfishing. Yeah, I guess we're marketing, you know, right. It's like, like, wasn't Lent like just a thing invented by the Pope so that people like chilled out on eating meat and ate more fish or whatever. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't it's know. Literally just marketing, uh, you know, but, uh, I mean, that's interesting. That's, that's, I mean, I think, I, yeah, lo- lobsters are fucking cockroaches of the sea. They're fucking gross. I'd rather, I so much rather eat a can of baked beans. Oh, I mean, for, like, listen, I used to eat all this shit and I can like it now when I see a lobster, it's just, it is a cockroach. It's very obviously a cockroach. Like, yeah. what, what are we doing? What are we doing? Um, here, here's a question. <laughs> Does <laughs> answered by Lander, a Hollywood fanatic. Does Shia LaBeouf shock you anymore? <laughs> shock you? Did he ever shock anybody? Uh, you know who's a wild boy is that Ezra Miller. No, yeah, I just he, the, I, the, I thought because he, he wasn't he. I thought he was like giving like I thought he was like selling drugs to kids or something. <laughs> I thought weird. he was like he's like the he's like someone's mushroom connect. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, uh, Shia LaBeouf refused to shower for weeks while shooting uh, Fury, and uh, it made uh, Brad Pitt annoyed. I sounds really fucking annoying. Sounds gross. He pulled out his own t- tooth during the first few weeks of filming. And then, oh. and then refused to shower for weeks on end so he could better understand his character and how it would feel. Listen, in trenches. it's called method, Brad Pitt, you <laughs> fucking hack. Yeah, exactly. It's called method, bitch. What do you, where do you come from? Respect. Uh, He's a man who honors his craft. What about, uh, what's the scariest thing that ever used to hunt humans? <laughs> I mean, you know, I got I got to say Quora is kind of endless. We could just do a Quora podcast. <laughs> we could. Uh I would say bears maybe. Bears are pretty fucking scary. Uh no, it's uh, saber-toothed tigers uh so oh, I, I don't know if, I don't that. know if, I don't know if you've ever uh so my dream, I don't know how I'm going to do this because I no longer live in California, but I really endeavored to see a uh uh mountain lion while I was there because I've I've seen Bears, I've seen moose, uh, and I think then the third, like, kind of big boy in the U.S. is uh, mountain lions. You didn't see a moose in California. No, no, no. I didn't see a bear in California. I don't even think California's right. got bears. Oh no, it's got. I've seen. I've seen bears in California. You've seen a but bear gotta, in California. Yeah, yeah. You got to go to like. You got to go to like Redwood or whatever, or Sequoia. Okay. You got to go to Sequoia. So, so, never saw that bear. I saw the bear in, in New York state. And uh, th- the point is I want to see a mountain lion, but the mountain lions, the way that they kill you generally is they jump on your back and they bite your head and basically rip the scalp off of your head, gosh. which at which point you don't have very much fight left in you. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, uh, but apparently this, uh, uh, 
this uh, type of uh, large cat that they're discussing on Quora uh, would just bite you from behind, but its jaws were strong enough to pierce your skull with that bite. Holy shit. So that is pretty scary. That's scary. Um, I like when people go to Quora for questions like, uh, who were the best looking actors of the last 50 years? That's a matter of opinion, my friend. That's yeah, not, that's not why really, you go. It's not why you go here. Um, I will say, man, seeing that new fucking, uh, that, uh, what do you call it? The new Top Gun movie. Like you really got to give it up to fucking, uh, to, to Tom Cruise for like, just, he looks fucking amazing oh, for yeah. fucking 50, whatever. Like, oh, what yeah. is he, 50, 51 or something? 50, 54? I don't know. But, like, he's hanging with fucking cut, you know, 27-year-olds. And it's like, yo, if you can hang with the cut 27-year-old when you're 54, holy shit. Good for you, man. I mean, look. People can be down on Scientology. But this shit, <laughs> but this shit works. Evidently, you know it, fucking works. it fucking works. So, like... Yeah, maybe it's not worth it to you, but if you worked in a field where you had to look good for 50 years, it might be worth it. You know? That's great. Consider Scientology, everybody. That's what we're saying. That's the message. That's the uh, message of the podcast. Let's see. Hold on. Uh, why we're glad it... Glad it whoa. Why were gladiators vegetarian? It's a good question that I, a, I didn't know I they were bore, vegetarians. I won't bore true? us with, but it's a good one. Yeah. Um, let's see. They were vegetarian. Uh, I don't know. Listen, man, all this shit on core is fucking fake. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like that. There is a place where people could just go to ask the dumbest questions possible. Uh, oh yeah. 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 Like who has been the cruelest person in the history of mankind? Who Ooh. would have it? Why would th- there's a lot of competition with that one? So it's the uh, this is saying that it's the uh, James Jameson who is the who was an heir to the Irish whiskey, uh, Jameson. Um, he there's calling him the cruelest person of all time. Well, I guess he I guess he led a uh, oh no, he was I don't know what the fuck this is. He, uh, it's about Africa. Uh, oh. Okay. It is said that Jameson comments to one of the interpreters of the expedition that he would love to see the cannibals of the area in action. And he comes up with the idea of buying a human being and thus satisfying his curiosity. Uh, okay. Well, yeah, that's pretty He buys a 10 year old girl for, for 10 handkerchiefs and sends the interpreter named Assad Faran, a piece of history that doesn't really matter, who would ultimately be the <clears throat> prosecution's main witness to offer her to the cannibals. This is a gift from the white man who wants to see her devoured. The scene Ferran describes is appalling. The little girl tied to a tree begs for help and mercy with her eyes. Two slashes split her belly open. She bleeds to death. And so basically this dude, um, so he, he did a bad, he did. I mean, it's a very bad thing. You shouldn't feed 10 year old girls to cannibals, but generally, I think, I think we could probably listen to you moralizing right now. We could probably look to Hitler, Stalin, and Mao. <laughs> you know I mean? Like I think we could yeah. probably we could. There's other people to consider here. Um, <laughs> you know, we could just. I don't know if he's the most, if he's the cruelest person. 
There was guys that uh, uh, oversaw concentration camps. They might be the cruelest person. Or what about fucking uh, Uday and and what were Saddam's sons? Weren't they like pretty bad? Uh, fuck Uday and Kuse. Yeah, that might be right. We don't want to. I thought we, we don't like- want to drift into racism. Uh, <laughs> if I try guessing their fucking names, <laughs> we're we're getting a letter. Um, let's see. Oh yeah, people are okay. So, what are some before and after pictures that prove people age different rates? What you need proof? <laughs> um, <laughs> But it's like comparing Tom Cruise to Wilford Brimley, which everybody go look at Wilford Brimley famously looked 55 at age 35, which was good for his acting career in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, Well, he looks the same in the thing as he does like the day before he died in 2019. uh, Well, Kevin. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. Kevin Klein and Phoebe Cates uh, look pretty, pretty damn Good, honestly, they they age pretty well. Uh, Kevin Bacon and Kara Sedgwick. Uh, Kev, Kevin Bacon's career is interesting, man. Good actor, but he's had a weird face since Jump. Yeah, well, well, I mean, there's a, I mean, the new in the new fucking Top Gun, there's a scene between Tom Cruise and fucking Val Kilmer, and it's like, you know, these are the two paths in life, I guess. <laughs> these are the two paths in life. Although Val uh, Kilmer might be a little bit older. Did did Val Kilmer? Uh, was it, he was in the movie, right? Yes. He's in one scene. And was that, was it touching? Were you touched? Oh yeah, dude. It was a very good movie. That's what everybody says. Everybody pushes this on me. I, I, it was like, I didn't know what to expect. I knew that people had been hyping it up. I knew that like everyone said that it's like actually surprisingly like it's, and all correct. It's a very good effective movie it's uh it's one of the better movies i've seen in a long time Hmm. yeah not not was not i guess i know they filmed it before covid or during covid and i guess they had a lot of time in post to really fine-tune it uh i mean people are going crazy about it when you can get uh you know when you can get the ben shapiro uh (laughs) thumbs up (laughs) you know what i mean yeah what else do you need pretty good um all right uh let's call it for today because i am applying for a job today uh that requires me to learn everything about a uh type of um mm, uh let me like a pop culture lore like a how would you say this um i have to you know like these nerdy lores that like stuff like star wars or marvel movies have sure i'm saying yeah. I'm supposed to know everything about it to apply for this job. And I thought I knew enough, but I don't want to insult the fans of the thing that I might be working on. You don't want to insult the, the Star Fox fans of our yeah, listenership. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Star Fox 64. There's a lot of Star Fox lore out there. Yeah. <laughs> hey, listen, it's pretty Way deep. more than you'd think. Yeah, you got to know all about the Star Fox inflation porn and all that. Um, <laughs> all right, uh, yeah, we'll 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 call it. Uh, everybody, thanks for listening. We give you a nice chunky episode. We'll give you a Patreon sometime this week. Um, you know what the deal is? Patreon.com slash worst possible timeline. You go there. You know what to do. At WP Timeline on Twitter, you go there. You know what to do. 
uh, 205-509-9785. Give us a call, leave us a message, and you know what happens with that. We'll do those soon. Maybe we'll do them next week. We'll see. Uh, and worst possible timeline at gmail.com for all business inquiries. I still have to talk to Orlando about, uh, he's going to help us with streaming. That's going to be a yes, thing please. we're going to do soon. Let's yeah. We're going to get into the, the we're going to become streamers. We're going to get on the 2015 trend of Twitch. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's great. I love that. I love that. We're late to everything. We're so late. We missed the boat on everything, but, uh, yeah, that's it. Everybody we will catch you next time. It is now 2024, and the choice is up to you. Do you listen to good podcasts, or do you listen to bad ones? Well, we've got a suggestion for you. How about you listen to a good podcast for the first time in your miserable life? I can think of one. Overnight Drive. Going strong. 11 years now the podcast about nothing your favorite podcast's favorite podcast do you enjoy nothing (laughs) so do we why don't you come over and check it out and stop listening to other podcasts thank you